Oh, hey, everyone, and welcome to this uh, week's, your weekly therapy podcast. This week's, the week's, the week's, I just keep saying the week's. It's this week's weekly therapy podcast. Probably because we're so focused on getting it to be weekly. We're so focused on, so focused. on getting it weekly, not We're going to just like monthly. pump it out to yeah. you know, make up for bam, lost bam, time. Bam. Keep going, keep going, yeah. keep going. Um, Sorry, I'm one of I'm one of your co-hosts, uh, Mr. Williams Pre-K or Tell Williams. I'm a social worker and an educator. And over here, I'm Anne Marie DiPietro, and I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner. And this is Ruby, our office therapy dog. And she's just enjoying life. She is enjoying life. She's trying to bite the wires and all other my finger, probably you soon, but she'll be fine. She's a baby though. She's a little baby. How old is she? She's four months. Oh, so she's like baby, baby. Baby, baby. But she's not going to get like much, much bigger than that. No, her dad's only four pounds and her mom was seven. So they think maybe like five to Okay, mama. Yes, I love that. That's right. So she will always be a purse dog. I like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I haven't showed you. I have to show you the stone. I was stoning her new uh, carrier that I got. For her? Yeah, for her. I stoned her name onto it. In red rubies? Yes. Oh my god, actually. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. So much. <laughs> um it's uh a little bit of a heavier episode. So we were talking about trigger just kind warning. of a oh, huge trigger warning about violence, mental health, school gun shooting, violence. gun violence yeah. specifically. Yeah. Um, suicide ideations. Um it's yeah, it's heavy. So we were talking about like you know to, to start off, you know, good, good thing Ruby's here, chewing on wire. So we have a little yeah. bit of like comedic relief. Yeah, therapy dog of like when we <laughs> when we need a little Things. hugger a moment. Yeah, yeah, we could take a break and just you know Play let her bite dog. us. And... Yeah, just let her, let her let her do her thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, the people in the office have like loved her, and she loves have. them. She sat on every patient's lap the whole appointment, like without prompting because she's like i just want them to feel better yeah i could have used her today when i dropped my car off oh yeah at the and um got the they called um they called me before we started the podcast to let me know what the what the damage was um the car's not damaged by the way it's just getting inspected and like <laughs> service but and it's not them like just completely like screw me out of money it's there was a lot of work that needed done on mm-hmm. the car i That's told it. you you should just get a new one i'm feeling that because it's eighteen hundred dollars right now um at this moment and again it's like i know enough about cars to know that like it's really not them like kind of trying to screw me out of money like it's eighteen hundred dollars worth of work for what you have to have done for all this stuff i have to get done all that Mm -hmm. shit yeah but i could have used ruby i could have and yeah i don't know what it is about going to uh like an auto mechanic but I immediately feel like I got a butch up. So I like, do you see, the, you saw the flannel I was wearing? Uh-huh. So I, I'm wearing, if, you, if you're not watching, I'm wearing like just like a white Duquesne college t shirt where my husband went to his uh, grad what degree. What are those Lululemon pants? Lululemon of pants. Course. And um, I wore a flannel button up and I walked in there. I'm like, hi, I'm uh, here to get my car changed, you know? And, um, and they're so nice there. Like they're so nice. I don't mm-hmm. think it'd be, you know, whatever, but I was just like, Drop my voice and talk. It's gonna be okay. I don't know why I'm also like a country singer all of a sudden when I do uh, it. I mean, you know. But like, it didn't matter, babes, because it didn't matter how much of the voice dropping I did and how much of the like shit I was wearing. I <laughs> I walked in, talked to them, sat down because I waited for the Uber to come and take me here, mm-hmm. and I opened Instagram, and my Instagram sound is never on ever. I've never looked at a video and it just played. Mm-hmm. It did. And it was one of my friends, um, he went to the Trixie Motel and mm-hmm. there was drag queen music in the background. So it's just like, so they're talking like this and it's, hey, kitty girl. And I was like, oh, okay. That's so, amazing. Ruby should have been there with me. Should have been Next there with me. Next time. Girl. Next time she's coming with me. Yeah. Right, Ruby? There's nothing like a petite little dog that carry around in a rhinestone Ruby carrier that mm-hmm. says, butch. You could take the Louis Vuitton one, too, if you wanted. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So we were talking uh, recently right now. I, I don't know if this is coming up this Sunday or, or the next, but um, Jennifer Crumbly, Ethan Crumbly, the Crumbly family, and the case of um, the uh, Oxford, uh, Michigan school shooting. Um, so there's a lot that we want to talk to about school shooting specifically and mental health. Um Anne Marie is like a Nancy Drew and like Luder was looking at like the court filings, right? Or the court filings, the 
evidence exhibits. I was just recently reading the independent report that was compiled um, on the school district's failures. Yeah. It's there, it's like, what did I tell you? 500 and some pages long? It's And could have been more, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely going to be my nighttime reading tonight. I oh maybe read like 30 pages of it so far. We'll make sure to snuggle Ruby tight after reading that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Um, so, yeah, there's like some uh, little statistics I want you to guess, okay? Okay. Um, and this is, you know, think about them as, as we're reading these out loud. Oh, if um, I'm wrong, I'm going to be so upset. Uh, well, uh, since Columbine... In 1999, Columbine was like one of the f- biggest and w- like kind of like what set the mark right for school shootings. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, how many students do you think have experienced gun violence at school? Not at home, not in the streets, specifically at school. How many kids are in one school? Mm, I think it varies. I think some school districts are like a thousand, some are like upwards of four or five. Mm. 200,000? 330,000 students in the U.S. have experienced oh gun violence at school. If we were on the prices right, though, I still probably would have won because I didn't go you over. You didn't go over. That's yeah. true. <laughs> uh, since Columbine, how many fatal school shootings do you think there have been? Oh, my gosh. Again, 1999. So that was almost 30 years ago. 25, oh 26. 20? Uh, mm, mm. 30 fatal school uh-huh. 304. Fatal school shootings. Oh, my God. That, um, is, that is wild. So, And then since Columbine, how many deaths from school shootings do you think have taken place? Deaths? Uh-huh. Gun violence or deaths? Deaths from gun violence at schools, from, sc- from, from school shootings. Um... A thousand? There's been 1,243 injuries and 440 deaths. Oh, I would have lost on the prices, right? Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, that that number is like... Wait, say it again? So since Columbine, 440 deaths have occurred in school shootings in the U.S. and 1,243 injuries. So total, that's like about 2,000 kids that were hit by a gun? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um... So that brings us to uh, one staggering numbers. Um, and again, that's just U.S. numbers. Um, and probably so because this isn't by and large happening outside of the U.S. Right. Um, so that takes us to November 30th of 2021. We're specifically going to talk um, and use the Oxford, Michigan school shooting um, as an example of talking about kind of like these giant fails in, in uh, mental health and before that, though, there were uh, in the shooting, uh, Ethan Crumbly um, uh, killed four of his classmates and injured, I think it was seven other others, including mm-hmm. a teacher. And so before starting, uh, the victims of this, I think it's important uh, to name, was uh, Madison Baldwin. She was 17. Tate Meyer was 16. Justin Schilling was 17. And Hannah St. Juliana, which is like the most beautiful name in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, she was 14. Yeah. Yeah, she was a freshman. So, give us a what happened. Um, so before we start, though, I do want to say I think this is one of those cases where there were so many failures where it could have been prevented. I think 100%. versus a lot of the other like notorious. I I mean I can't speak for like the however many yeah right thousands that there yeah. have been, but like the notorious ones, I think there have been less obvious signs signs where like as a mental health professional like i probably would have missed it too you know yeah for you you mean like um like uh like sandy hook even a hundred percent like there's that's a great example the fact that we have a list of ones of rolodex Mm -hmm. of them is a little scary but you're right like this one in like specifically had Mm -hmm. so many red flags Mm -hmm. that were just yeah so when we're talking about this particular case, I don't want you guys to think it's like applying to all of the school 100%. shootings because I would definitely disagree, especially in terms of parental responsibility yes, yes, yes. for a lot of the others. Because yes. um, I've watched a bunch of the documentaries and with the parents on it. 100%. And, you know, even working in the field we work in, we know that yes. there are kids that can be very covert. A hundred percent. And and parents have no idea, no idea and the school has no idea. Right, right. So, but this, that this is not the case here. This is not it at all. <laughs> 
So, so let's summarize. Um, so this was a child who was having significant mental health symptoms. Mm-hmm. Come to find out later when they looked at text messages between him and his friends, he was saying to his friends, I'm hearing voices, I'm seeing things. I told my parents and my dad told me to suck it up and my mom laughed at me. Yeah. So he had verbalized that he wanted help. Yeah. Apparently this happened multiple times because they did he did an audio recording um that they found following the shooting and it said i don't want to be bad anymore i want to change but my parents won't get me help that kind of thing so then um the day before the school shooting he was well actually let me back up with two weeks before Mm -hmm. him and the dad went into a gun store and he the dad bought a semi-automatic what handgun um arguably it was for him the son right um and they had gone to the shooting range posted it on instagram they were at the shooting range etc so the day before the school shooting um sorry it should be noted too in michigan we talked Mm -hmm. about this it is illegal for a minor to have a gun unless the gun is being used with the parental guidance Mm -hmm. for like hunting Mm -hmm. we can both (laughs) pretty much assume that a handgun, a semi-automatic handgun, isn't used to go right. deer hunting. Right. And I mean, I would also caution an under 18-year-old having any sort of right. gun. Right. Um, that's fine if they want to go hunting, but please lock that yeah. up. Especially when your child has been exhibiting signs. Right. And like, probably don't go hunting with a gun when your kid's having signs of mental illness. Yeah. It's just a recommendation. Right. So sorry, the day Um, before. So the day before, he was caught Googling um, ammo Mm -hmm. on his phone. Um, He also, um, what was the other thing that he did the day before? I know he was caught looking up ammo in class. Right. By a teacher. But there was something else that happened that day. Um, I forget what it was. But regardless, it got referred to the counselor who so then when he talked to Ethan, Ethan said, um, oh, it was because me and my mom like went shooting and mm. like gave right. this story about it. Then um, the next day, the mom actually corroborated his story about like, you know, we went we hunting. That. That's why he looked and- for the ammo. But what I will say is they also had a text exchange. Yes where he said something to his mom like don't be mad at me and the mom said i'm not mad at you just don't get caught next time she was like lol i'm not mad you have to learn not to get caught Mm -hmm. and when the school called mom Mm -hmm. she ignored and let it go to voicemail Mm -hmm. so i mean right (laughs) it gets worse yeah so the next day um in the morning he um was caught watching a video of people being shot oh i didn't know this in class yes and when this happened, that's when they saw the drawings in the math workbook. Now, the drawings in the math workbook are disturbing. Yeah. Um, I think the most disturbing one is what well, it won't stop. Help me. Yeah. Like, I mean, we won't get into like the drawings themselves, but the fact he wrote down right. these things yeah. is so sad. Yeah. I think pairing... The fact that he was telling his friends that he was having hallucinations, yep. that he wrote, it won't stop. Yep. Um, and then the other thing that he had said, um, I think it was in one of the voice recordings, he mm-hmm. said something about that seemed like delusional in terms of like everyone at the school being persecuted and he had to like yeah. kill them to save them yeah type some, thing. something about like that the, the essentially students were being like um misled and oh right misled and corrupted yeah 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 so you know obviously i haven't personally assessed this individual so all i can say is thoughts from my assessments of previous individuals and knowledge of of yeah, the yeah. symptoms but to me, that is someone who is suffering from some type of psychotic symptom. A thousand percent. Which you can be violent and also psychotic, which Correct. just makes it more dangerous, Correct. right? Like he may have had a fascination with guns or been really interested right. in them. And then he has these voices in his head right. telling him 
you know, like these students are being corrupted, all this right. is happening, whatever. Okay, so, um, you know, if you have what are called um, delusions, you know, you may have a delusion that there are people that are out to get you personally, that are somehow like replacing the thoughts of other individuals. Right. Again, I'm making assumptions. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. at all that this is what happened. But when someone says it won't stop, um, you know, that could be a couple things. The voices he said he was hearing, right. the thoughts of engaging in the violence. Yeah. Um, but it, it was clear from his text messages, his drawings, his own recordings, that he was fixated on yeah. on this shooting, that he planned 100%. it for a long time. Yeah, and I think... But th he, he indicated that he didn't want to do it. He wanted right. help. And I think that's the that's the thing that... And obviously, um, from a mental health standpoint, there's a level of empathy of someone who's struggling with mental health. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not at all... Uh, overly empathizing no, and okay in any anything no. because at the same time if you're reaching out to your parents uh, and we can get into this later about parents shutting you down but there's also resources you know are available to you at, at right. well. I what I thought was really interesting is in his recording describing exactly what he was going to do the next day he yeah. said when the police come I will turn myself in and, and go guilty. to jail for the rest of my life yeah. and said something about pleading guilty which he did oh and plead guilty like, and go to jail for the rest of my life when, when we which is super interesting it's very right? interesting because it's like that's why, like, there's so, there's only so, like, I do have a lot of empathy for this, for this kid, but there's only so much because at the same time he was lucid enough to be able to like say these things and to be able to cover up the the drawings a thousand percent exactly. Yeah. So like, that's a little, it's it's you know, it's again, I don't, we haven't observed him, we mm -hmm. don't know him, and um, there's a lot of other cases of school shooting that's like f mm -hmm. completely fully fuck that person, like, right? They're you know, right? I right. think something that is so interesting though is like. Not only that, but he like it's not like um, that he went up to his parents and was like I'm feeling anxious. He like literally told his 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 parents that he was seeing the devil and like ghosts and demons in the house, mm -hmm. and so like that is such a like a a, a a kind of a wild thing for someone to say that would make it up or to be mm -hmm. like you know dismiss something. Well, he also that told severe. them he was sad and that yes. he was hearing voices. Right. And so, for, and he wanted help most importantly. Yeah, and they were just like, "Yeah, no, we're good." Like, mm -hmm. that, like it, that, <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. Like, mm -hmm. your job as a parent mm -hmm. is it not to like protect and help and like, right? I mean, I also think that we could be empowering kids to make reports yeah. if their friends are 100%. like saying these things. Right. I mean, even if a friend's saying like, "I need help," and my parents won't get me help, like that's something that right. that you can report right as I'm well. Um, but so just to finish the story, so yeah. he was caught with the drawings that were very explicit mm -hmm. that said, you know, the, um, they won't stop. This is the day of the shooting. The day of the shooting. At school. Was sent to the guidance counselor's office. Um, he was in the guidance counselor's office for an hour and a half until his parents came. His parents came. And, oh, in the in-between before his parents came, the counselor was talking to him and acknowledged that he was having signs of feeling suicidal because mm -hmm. he was talking about recent loss, being depressed, yeah. not having anything to live for, thinking yep. the world was bad. Yep. So that, that all happened in that hour and a half mm -hmm. period there. Then the parents came in and they told the parents what the concerns were. The parents were like, no, we think he's fine. They were like... <laughs> you know, we want you to take him home. And if you don't get him mental health help in the next 48 hours, we're going to call Child Protective Services. Yeah. That, that was the intervention. The parents said, um, we can't take him home because we have to go to work. And so the dean of students and the counselor, who were the two people involved in this meeting, said, well, we'll just send him back to class because it's better than sending him back to an empty home. Okay. So that was in the morning. I believe it was, what, within the hour? I think so. He, oh, I missed a very key point. The entire time, the day before, the current, the morning of with the, the kid by himself and yeah. in the meeting with the parents, he was never once asked if he had access to a weapon. Yep. The parents were never asked if there was a weapon in the home. Nope. Or um, offer the info, I'm sorry, or offer the information right. up. Right. 
you know, you think that'd be imperative information right. that, like, he's drawing pictures of bullets and guns and he was just bought one. Right, right. But as this was all happening, the gun was already in his backpack. Sure was. So they're never asked about that, which even if you were not suspicious of him engaging in violence at the school, if there were signs of suicidality, you would want to know 100%. if there were weapons in the home, if he had access to them, yep. et cetera. Yep. Um, which obviously you wouldn't send him home to an empty house where he had access to a weapon. 100%. So like e- even that. Um, so he went to the bathroom. He took out the gun. He had said in a voice memo the day before that the first person he was going to shoot was going to be a pretty girl. The first person he shot was a girl. Mm-hmm. So he really followed through with all of his he plans. He, um, he, he quite literally went into the bathroom and did exactly what he'd written about mm-hmm. and did exactly what he'd drawn out mm-hmm. and did exa- exactly what he talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the voice memo. Surrendered to the police, yep. pleaded guilty, going to spend his life in prison. Yeah. Now, so that's the story. Mm-hmm. Um. Where do you want to go next? Because there's so there's so a many lot. So I think go. there's like, I, I, the reason why we're bringing this up, even though it happened in 2021, was because um, yesterday mm-hmm. Jennifer Crumbly, um, which would have been the I don't know I don't have the date on my phone, um, she was uh, found uh, guilty of four charges of of involuntary manslaughter, and there were a lot of people that were kind of like up in arms. They're like, why is a parent being held accountable or anyone being held accountable for someone else's actions? So not only that, but we were talking about um, like the, 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 the fails along the way. And so we thought it'd be interesting to talk about uh, the, the, the parent involvement and also mm-hmm. the school involvement and mm-hmm. like um, this, you know, uh, so Jennifer, for Jennifer and dad's also being charged. They just, yeah. 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 Um, so here's a couple of things I have with mom. Um, again, she was told and shared with multiple times over her, her son, um, by him specifically, he wasn't doing great. Like he was Mm -hmm. saying, I'm hearing voices. I'm seeing things. I want help. I'm not Mm -hmm. feeling fantastic. And his mom laughed at him. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you have that paired with also like allegedly was a super shitty parent, would Mm -hmm. her and her husband would allegedly leave him at home by himself at a very young age. This was before he was 15 without access to a phone. And it got to the point where the uh, neighbor said that they felt uncomfortable about it, didn't know enough, but they wanted to call CPS. If you ever have an inkling that there's something specifically with a child happening, call CPS. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing, you can give them the information and they decide whether or not to investigate. Mm -hmm. But like you just having an inkling of things can can dramatically Mm -hmm. Yeah, Make an acquaintance difference. was telling me a story about someone in her life, and it tangentially involved a child that I felt was in danger. Yeah. And I I made a report to CYS last week. Exactly, because I don't like as as mandated reporters, we don't get to decide what's deemed severe, not mm-hmm. severe, something to investigate. That's someone else's job. Mm-hmm. It's our job to say it's not something about's not sitting right with me, and mm-hmm. usually follow those these inclinations mm-hmm. because you know. So the parents don't have a great history of, of fully taking care of the child. Again, um, I think we should have major gun reform. Um, but I'm also recognizing, and I'm from northern Indiana, the Michigan-Indiana border. There's a lot of kids who'd go hunting with their parents, right? Mm-hmm. To buy your child, though, at 15, a semi-automatic handgun is not a hunting rifle. Mm-hmm. That's, again, not automatic or semi-automatic. Like, just, mm-hmm. like, is much different. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, he's not using to go hunting. And to go to the gun range, you don't need to have your own gun. Nope. You could have used mom's or dad's. Or right? that you can use guns at the yeah, range. Yeah, 100%. Because in my opinion, again, if if mom's seen he's exhibiting this behavior, I don't know. And I, I said this in a video I made yesterday. Why mom and dad, you know, thought they were excused from every statistic out there and why they were excused from the law. Like what? why they thought they were, you know better than i mean clearly they didn't believe in mental health like, or otherwise they wouldn't be laughing at their kid or telling him to suck it up so right. they weren't like putting two and two together no. but in my opinion there were a lot of people that were trained otherwise that also oh, failed this kid and all of the kids that were hurt for sure and i think that's like so and i think this is a huge frustrating thing especially with like the parents right because then like i said mom also um he had been like torturing animals at one point. Again, drawing a picture, making is in mall co- mall cocktails. Beheaded a chicken. Yeah, and like had its head. Yeah, like he's done quite a bit of things that are just again. You think as a parent, you'd be like, hmm, 
strange, right? Mm -hmm. Or like, again, if your child has a history of telling you something's going on, I think momentarily they kind of lose uh, some privilege of privacy and, and it's okay to go through your child's phone to make sure that they're not making voice memos or recording themselves doing, you know, torturous things to animals. Mm-hmm. I think something, again, like you think in the mom's brain or something. You oh, know, he wrote it in a journal them. too yeah, that was uh, in his room. It, again, you know what I mean? Like if my child was coming to me saying I'm having a major mental health crisis, I'm hallucinating, I'd go looking through some shit to make sure they're okay, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, i take them to crisis first. I, I, I would immediately, especially hallucinations, yeah. mm-hmm. right? I think the thing that I just, as much as I'm able to try and attempt to like compartmentalize and maybe understand why she can completely sit there and be like, mental health and this, but then what kills me is the two days before the shooting. Day number one, she's told he's looking up ammo, right? She supplies that. He's 15. Why is he buying ammo? Why is he looking up even how to buy ammo? And on top of that, like looking up like volatile shit on his phone. He looked up the um, highest penalty for a 15-year-old right. in Michigan. Yeah. So then, again, if 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 it, and then his excuse was, "Well, me and my mom go go hunting," and I'm looking at this, and she's saying, "Yeah, that's true." But again, why is he looking up ammo? You're the one who's buying that and purchasing it. What blows my mind is then the next day, mom gets called into the school and says, "Hey, he's drawing these really, really volatile and violent pictures with." these saying like writing stuff out in it he looked up ammo she knows that he that he's been seen shit she knows that like um he's disclosed like mental health issues before and that he's looking up ammo the, the, the day prior and not at single one of these moments baby not a single one of these goddamn moments you thought to yourself this is serious we should probably do something about it as a parent You've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm so sorry. Like, be for real, babes. You didn't think for a moment to be like, hey, the math ain't mathing out for good mental health right mm-hmm. now. You didn't think, or even to think like, let's 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 partner with the school for a moment mm-hmm. and say, hey, you're seeing this at school. I'm not seeing that. At, maybe I'm not seeing that at home, which I think is bullshit. But I'm not seeing this at home. But we do have a gun at home. Mm-hmm. Like. Well, I, I mean, I'm super fired up about the school administrators and that counselor yeah. because I truly don't understand. Like, we could say, like, mom and dad are poor parents, allegedly, mm-hmm. and that they're, you know, allegedly uneducated right. in mental health. Yeah. And they don't believe yeah. in it and blah, blah, blah. But you're a counselor. Yeah. I, I have to look up what that individual's degree was because I would love to know what his credentials were because I, I don't or school know. school counseling or... You think a school counselor? I would... If, if, they were, if they were the school counselor, not the school therapist or psychiatrist, I would think maybe perhaps. Well, it, I think it was the, the, like the counselor. Yeah. Like their mental health person. So some schools, it depends. I don't know right, what I'm Michigan gonna is. Yeah. I'm going to talk a lot of... Right. Smack on this person. Um, I don't want to get get it wrong. Eaten alive. Um, I think that like, I I think a lot of my as we segue into that right into into like the educational and, and schooling part of it. I think something that was so wild to me is like, there's such a uh, a push. There's such a um, uh, from so many parents that are like, schools should not be educating our children on anything social and emotional that's done at home we do social and emotional stuff at home you just do one two threes abcs just the purely academic stuff and i think what is completely mind-boggling to me and 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 if parents were more willing for the school to help facilitate mental health and when students are feeling specific ways again a lot of this could have been avoided but if parents are going to sit there and talk about parent rights and our right to uh teach our kids about social and emotional skills then baby you got to step it up and parent because Mm -hmm. because like all this is to be said if if this had been a mom that was just completely aloof not one that was willfully oblivious but if this had been a mom that was aloof or a mom that just sincerely had no idea the child never disclosed mental health never disclosed anything to her i think it's so much more different right we're not advocating that every parent that's you know, child has been involved in a school shooting should be held liable, right? We are saying that if you knew of warning signs, you ignored the warning signs, you gave them the tool that they used to do it um, and purchased for them illegally. Like that is that 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 is way different than just being 
unaware, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, she, she literally had every single one of the puzzle pieces and just refused to like put them together. And I'm talking, baby, it was not a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. It was like a five, you know, puzzle. What I do for my preschoolers, a wood puzzle, baby. And she ignored mm-hmm. every sign. Okay. We um, <laughs> we took. What, I don't know if we, if we could even consider it a break. Uh, we were trying to look up to see the exact qualifications of the school counselor um, at the the school that this took place at. Um, not so that we can show on a profession or anything like that, but because like... But I just want to speak about it in like an educated way 100%. about like what their training yeah. is. Because it's way different than what... But clearly, their purpose in the school was right. to be the one that did this kind 100%. of assessment, right? Correct. So I guess we have to assume. Yeah. Like, my assumption would be that, like, the school counselor should be trained in such a way. Again, you're not – this isn't something that you're, like – you you're you go from a teacher with with no more training and you become a school counselor like you have to go back to school and get mm-hmm. uh, a degree in mental health specifically school counseling and then you also have to like have a lot of training on like how to spot um you know kind of a child in crisis or you know mm-hmm. and so clearly in this case so it says that school counselors are trained in social emotional support for right. students so let's just also just in general if you work with students i think there has to be like some awareness of warning signs etc it's wild to me that teachers are trained in this like we are trained in warning signs of of this so it's it's like concerning to me that like it seems like more of the teachers sending him to the office and being like yo this is not cute was more seemed more alarmed than than the school counselor well i feel like we should talk about what we would do 100 percent. okay so i'll talk about what i would do first first of all when so i started as a nurse practitioner in 2011 so i was before sandy hook yeah at that time i was working at a facility for children and i would have on the regular students come in who were sent home from school and mm-hmm. needed a psychiatric evaluation yeah. before they could go back to school. Yeah. Now, as a psychiatric professional, I was scared shitless because what right. if you make the wrong decision, right? Correct. Like, what if in this scenario, I was like, no, he can go back to school and then he engages in gun violence. Yeah. Like, that's horrific. Now, luckily, a lot of the time, like my assessment could parse out like what was really going on. And a lot of the time it was like ideation, suicidal ideation versus homicidal ideation. But if it was homicidal ideation, like 10 times out of 10, I referred to the hospital because it's so much harder to tease out someone's like intention with that. And it's also like a totally different profile in terms of like what symptoms they're having absolutely so i don't like mess around with homicidal ideation like at all with suicidal ideation you know you can look at protective factors risk factors plan history mental health like there's lots of things that you can assess yeah you know um but not to say that's not also extremely difficult It, it it is and scary it is uh it's probably my least favorite part of the job because it's what I worry about most. Like, what if I made the wrong decision? Absolutely. Because um, I always say, you know, I'm not a big believer that psychiatric hospitals help people generally. Yeah. But what they do do is keep people safe, whether that's yes. safe from themselves or safe Correct. from others. Correct. So you can get someone in the hospital, stabilize them on medication to the point where they're not a danger to themselves or others. And then outpatient, they can, you know, make progress. Right. Um, I hate sending people to the hospital because I think a lot of trauma right. occurs. A hundred percent. You know, like when people send people to the hospital for like cutting, for example, right, right. which which is usually a non-suicidal right, right. behavior. Not all the time. No. But I'm just saying there are appropriate scenarios to refer to the hospital. And this is 100 percent one right. of them. So if I'm in a situation, say, so I consult for a school, actually. And if they brought to me a student that had been Googling ammo, he wrote that he they wouldn't stop. It would have triggered me at the Googling ammo. Correct. Now, maybe I could have gotten past Googling ammo in terms of like 
making a mandatory mental health referral. Right. Maybe say I didn't. Maybe I was like, okay, he likes hunting. The next day when he's watching a video of people getting shot, I'm then thinking he Googled ammo yesterday. Now we're watching a video of people getting shot. And then in the next breath, we're looking at a math worksheet that has violent images and violent text. Yep. And now I'm taking all of this in context and realizing no one has asked if he has a gun. Right. No one has asked the parents if they have a gun. Yep. No one has searched his backpack. That, when you said that to me, because I was like, I couldn't, there, literally could not remember as I was reading stuff because, again, I was getting mixed up with other school shootings if they had done that. No. And there was an article I actually just saw. I didn't read like what the text was, but it was like why a search was not indicated. I don't care. No, I, I mean, don't. it was indicated. But no, I'm saying like, like I don't care right. if I'm being like, well, the reason why is well, because no, there's not a reason. The independent report stated yeah. that it should have been searched. 100%. And that what they should have done was ask for consent to search. And if he didn't give consent to search. Red flag. Red flag. And then they could proceed with having Gotta an involuntary home. search done. A thousand percent. Like... so back to what i would do yeah so i would have then called crisis myself and ensured that this child was at an emergency room now if his parents wanted to go to said emergency room and somehow discharge get him discharged fine but if i was an emergency room medical provider i'd probably be looking at all of these things and be yeah. concerned where the kid could be involuntarily hospitalized right. to keep people safe. Right. Now, like in those scenarios, what I usually do is call the hospital ahead of time and say, I'm sending this patient in and here's what I'm concerned about. Yep. Cause the kid can get to the hospital and be like, I'm fine. Correct. What? Yeah. Um, and that way it mandates that something's done. Now, if I, I think a child's having passive suicidal ideation, that might be a scenario where I send them home with their parents to right. have an evaluation done right. within the next 24 hours. Actually, a, a lot of school districts say it's 24 yeah. hours. But in this case, it's it's not really passive, in my opinion. Because, oh, for sure. No, I'm just saying yeah, that's the yeah, only scenario 100%. where I wouldn't engage crisis right, services. Yeah. But I think a lot of people would do the same thing as me. I think 100%. I, like, I, I'm not... Thank God I haven't been in the situation at a school like that, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, I think it's more of like, as I'm thinking about and talking about it, like my goal isn't to like shit over this counselor who probably already feels like shit, but like at the same time, it's I like, don't know that he does. Like, I mean, I can't imagine. I would hope so, right? I would hope that like you would sit there and be like, w- like. Not he that and the he- dean of students declined to participate in the independent report, which is again wild to me because it show it shows that you know there is some level of like let me say this i because I, I, we were talking about this let me say this we know and the statistics are out there that school counselors um the the ratio is like astronomical between mm-hmm. s- students and 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 um mm-hmm. and counselor had this been a case where the counselor was not involved in the room or in the counselor just t- told about this is far different than like I'm imagining like a counselor going through papers on his desk. Like I can't see Ethan right now, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. He's sitting right in front of the student and hearing all these things mm-hmm. and being told all these things. That's got to be either a level of oblivious, like just complete incompetence, or you are so fucking burnout that like did you forget every ounce of training? Because here's the thing: I my training in. in uh, social work and as a therapist is I will be so honest the 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 him searching bullets would have had me a hundred percent calling CPS as a as a, a counselor right um I probably would have done more than that I mean I think in my head I'm thinking from a teacher standpoint for some reason in the classroom I immediately would have as the teacher would have called CPS now she probably has no idea what happened when they went up there whatever but like I would, it would have sat really shitty with me. I would have made phone calls. I don't know that would have been like, uh, go here right away, especially because mom was like, oh, it, there was a reasoning for it. Um, but paired with the next day, there are mm-hmm. so many things, at least in Pennsylvania, when you're going through uh, graduate school with social work and doing all your stuff, the second that there was drawings and the video would have been enough reason to immediately call um, uh, 
law enforcement, which I'm always very hesitant about law enforcement and mental health uh, for obvious reasons. But like, um, but a lot of times law enforcement's the only ones that can that, transport 100%. them. Hundred percent. Or when you call nine one one, law enforcement will come, but so right. will an ambulance. Yeah, that will transport right, them. right. Um, but I would have still called emergency nine one one, or I would have immediately called a hospital because at that point it's not we can't even like you even said like it's not pa- it's not passive mm-hmm. like he's he's saying he's depressed he's show he's showing signs of this he um had the he was looking at ammo which shows intention mm-hmm. of something of, of buying something soon right so all those things are there that immediately i would have 100 mm-hmm. percent done that now let's talk about what the school did do then because they didn't do any of that no no they didn't um and <laughs> The other thing, so this independent report, which is super interesting, we can like link to it or something yeah, yeah. because I think it's important to read this as like an independent party that had like zero stake in anything. Right, right. They found that the superintendent of the school district had not enacted any of the district policies on threat assessment, mm-hmm. threat assessment and suicide assessment. There was supposed to be a threat team that Mm -hmm. would get together and look at all of this and then there was like a stepwise risk assessment that they were supposed to complete correct and according to this independent reviewer there were many spots along the line of the policy if it were to be implemented that would have caught this 100 percent, which is why they're there searching (laughs) the backpack yep um and it's it's another scenario too where you know and and hopefully clinicians can you know, relate to this, but I, as a clinician, sometimes you're in the position where you can do a direct admit to a psychiatric facility. Mm -hmm. In these cases, I would refuse to do that because my concern was always if the parent is transporting them in their car, Mm -hmm. we don't know, first of all, if the parent's in danger or if the parent's going to take them to the hospital. And maybe, you know, that is, is, that's maybe the parent's decision if the person isn't a danger to themselves or others. Once right, you become right. a danger to yourself or others, right. there's no other decision other right. than to keep if, you safe. If your child is like uh, catatonically depressed and hasn't showered in ten days, and you're like, they need they need services, the they need a hospital or something, and the and parent, parent doesn't want to do that. Parent doesn't, yeah. It's so still so. I mean, I'd call CPS if the parent said no, but like it's so different than active harm to yourself or others. A hundred percent. I mean, that would have. The shooting wouldn't have happened if that happened. Right. And we talked about it too, about like the, the preventative stuff, right? Like it blows my mind, even if the parents, right? Like, and again, because I was in the classroom for so fucking long, right? Like day to day in there, anytime something doesn't sit right with me, with a student or or, or what have you with, you know, it, it's it's like, it's you can't, you can't get rid of that feeling all day, mm-hmm. right? I remember being at school when we found about, you know, Uvalde and, um, Texas is that mm-hmm. like like it's just it's it's such an eerie feeling so I can't imagine being a any part of a, a school system seeing and, and and hearing what is happening right and then saying you can take him home we suggest he goes home and and the parents being like no we have to work I don't give a shit because mm-hmm. here's the thing we were talking about before when someone is uh showing signs of suicide um, ideations and we do kind of like a like a checklist right and we talk one of the first things we ask is do they have um, access, access to, weapons. to weapons and if there's medications they take is the medications locked up like again mm-hmm. you're you're doing this you're 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 trying to like de-escalate a crisis mm-hmm. i think didn't you say there's something in there that was saying like if the, if he was sent home he would have been isolated and like something along the lines of like still could have like right so the fbi has issued like guidance on school shootings and resources for schools and whatever and one of the things in there is cautioning against expulsion or suspension because you do put the kid at increased risk to engage in the violence by isolating them and taking away positive peer and adult interaction so my guess would be even if they did send him home that day he would have come back to school and done it anyway and 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 I, and I totally like agree with that when when we would have a fail safe of uh and they didn't suggest this they said he needs to find a counselor in 48 hours it didn't say he can't come back to school with that mm-hmm. it said a counselor within 48 hours so right it's or they'll call cps yeah, or they'll call cps it wasn't that you know he can't c- come back to school it wasn't even you can't come back to school tomorrow no it was just Within 48 hours, right? right? Because, again, they didn't even send him home. Like They didn't right. even say, no, it's not a choice. You don't have, right. you know, this isn't a choice. You know, Mr. Mr. Crumbly, you need mm-hmm. to take your child home. Um, 
I, I, I can understand that. The active threat seemed more likely that he was endangering others and not himself. And even in recordings had said that he was going to go and, and, you know, surrender to the police afterwards. Mm-hmm. So sending him home doesn't necessarily increase the likelihood of, uh, you know, death by suicide because he hasn't really indicated that too much. He's talked more about, you know. Mm-hmm. So had they sent him home, again, we can't – we can – de-escalate right when we ask someone who has suicide ideations if they have access to weapons or medications the answer can be no and it and and maybe they don't have access it doesn't mean that they won't find access but again we are we're putting we're implementing things in place that makes Mm -hmm. it harder so it gives someone an opportunity to think Mm -hmm. to get out of that 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 uh, mindset. Oh, I think to... the parents would have been truthful if they were directly asked. Because oh, uh-huh. I think they were just oblivious. Y- y- a thousand percent. Because when the dad saw the school shooting on the news, he called the police and said, my gun is yeah. not in its yeah. whatever. And, the... and I think the school shooter might yeah. be my son. And the mom texted the son and said, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. After she heard news that it was happening, she texted and said, don't do it. So she automatically knew, which tells me again, that you had to have some inkling. Because if she was, if you're completely oblivious, mm-hmm. Why would why would your f- first inclination be? Oh, it's my son. If you're completely well, I mean, oblivious to it, I don't think it. that they were aware that they would need to hide the fact that he had a gun. I don't think. You know I, what I mean? Yeah, I don't think that they would necessarily. I, I mean, unless they could have gotten in trouble because he was 15 and had one, and it's a handgun. But like, it's not. You know, then why would a, a the dad call gun. the police and say that? Well, probably because at that point, like, I don't know. He was worried about being liable. I mean, turns out, babes are. But I think like. Within the within within the going home and all that, it's like even if like they said like it it like you know no matter what if he would have been sent home you know if we're talking about in this specific situation right they they didn't say the forty eight hours um you know it has to be assessed by someone or come back to school right even if just that day because he had the gun with him just that day if we would have sent him home he's fifteen he can't drive. Right. So we are putting things into place that make it more difficult for it to happen to give someone a second say to, to wait and think. Right. I could imagine that there would have been kids would have found out about this and would have told their parents. Right. So all we needed was one day of hubbub for maybe the school to reassess and call and say, hey, parents are finding out about this. Mm, instead of just the 48 hours, he actually can't come back to school unless this. You know what I mean? There's just so many things by both the the, the parents and the school system that were missed mm-hmm. to, you know, completely stop their mentally ill mm-hmm. son who had talked several times about getting help. Right. Well, and I also think, like, if I sent him to the emergency room in an ambulance and I called them and said, you know, this kid said it won't stop. There are these drawings mm-hmm. whatever. If he would have gotten medication in the emergency room right. and then even if he did or didn't go to a hospital which i'm sure he would have been sent to one anyway like if if you could have gotten those voices to stop or like turn down some of that violent ideation enough that instead of shooting people he verbalized the plan correct like any of those things could have helped but he even said and again maybe he was maybe he's being dishonest and just saying it to be shitty right that all it would have taken was one teacher right because then it puts a lot of that responsibility and guilt on the teacher who didn't say anything but he said even if someone would have asked me this could have been prevented so like i think even knowing that like if he was truthful about that which it sounds like he's been truthful about a lot of things um even just with that knowledge of, of, of him being asked could have been enough for him to say, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Because I, mm-hmm. I think at this point, the poor fucking kid needs validation. That, was like, he ever asked, are you having thoughts of hurting other people? I don't know, which is wild to me. Because if I were... I didn't if, see that written If anywhere. I were to see that, I didn't... And I haven't heard that. I've, we've extensively been looking at this for like, you know, I mm-hmm. did it for a few hours yesterday. We did it for a few hours today. I think that is what's wild to me. Because anytime, if you don't know this, within mental health, if if someone gives an inkling, right, even if it's a passive, like, joking manner, right? If I have a client joke with me, which is not a funny thing to joke about, about wanting to hurt someone else or themselves, it instantly makes me have to do a, a chest look, mm-hmm. a chest a checklist. Oh, my God. Chest lick. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a chest lick is. Mm-hmm. A checklist of criteria that says um have you okay let's be honest about this because you're making a joke it's not really funny have you thought about hurting yourself or others if they say yes then you go into more i always tell clients first meeting everything Mm -hmm. between us stays confidential unless you talk about hurting yourself or others and we have a duty to to warn also you sure do and so how 
I, I hope, part of me hopes to God that they didn't ask. Part of me hopes to God that they didn't ask. Yeah. Because had they done that and gotten the truthful answers and still mm-hmm. didn't do anything would be I sh- also feel all. so terrible for that teacher that clearly was like, this kid needs help. Yep. Like, do something. Because mm-hmm. clearly the teacher believed that there was a problem. You know? And then if teachers are invalidated because they're saying like, please help right you know, like imagine i just can't even and in this case too um the the teachers had alice training which alice training is like probably the most like comprehensive and like um uh what's it called training for uh teachers and students in uh, school shootings right mm-hmm. um I can't imagine there's not an educator out there who every day does not have a flicker and a a moment of being in that school wondering if they're safe or wondering how they would protect others, right? Mm -hmm. I can't imagine as a teacher how absolutely infuriating that would be to be like, I called, I, I, I said this, I said that I was concerned about this and you did nothing, Mm -hmm. right? Because like we're the ones in the classroom with the kids Mm -hmm. And you and and I'm telling you I'm concerned enough to send them to the office and you're mm-hmm. send them back to me. I wonder if when they sent him back to class, it must have been a different teacher, right? Because it was way. I mean, I would period. imagine that. I wonder yeah. if they even said anything to the poor teacher. I don't know. Like, th- or maybe he didn't actually end up going back to class because he went to the bathroom and the gun came right, out. Right. Right. I think like there's just so much. So I told you before we started this, and I, I I've said it before on like social media and stuff. Being a teacher is one of the few jobs where you are going to be um, not, I, I'm not going to say asked, but like heavily implicated that you should definitely take a bullet for someone else. Right. And I don't know many teachers who wouldn't, I know a lot of teachers who've have tearfully said I'm coming home. And I don't know what that means to me of like what that means with my students in the room. But like my kids have told me I need you home more than, you know what I mean? And so I don't, I don't have kids. I can't imagine in that moment, you hear about so many teachers, though, saving students and children. When I started teaching, I was told that, um, and this was very soon after, um, oh, God, the, the fa- again, the fact that I have to think of which one, Parks, mm-hmm. Park, Parkland, Park, mm-hmm. Forda, mm-hmm. the Forda. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 2012. Um, I started teaching in 2013. That um, a, uh, uh, there was a school shooting, a massive one, and... Um, I was told uh, by a advisor that uh, to bring in some dumb, dumb lollipops and keep them in my desk for emergencies. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, well, if we have an active shooter, you have like, I have pre-K. They're like, you could put the, you could give them lollipops and it would keep them quiet because they'd be like eating the lollipops mm-hmm. so they wouldn't, ha- they wouldn't be able to open their mouth and cry or, and they wouldn't be able to like, talk. And I was like, yeah, I feel like let's, that should be the, the solution to this is lollipop instead of like gun reform or, you know, banning right. guns or, right. you know, again, mental health criteria to be able to right. access, but it doesn't right. matter because a parent bought it. Like, but at the point where teachers have no resources and none. are left to their own devices, the lollipops right. might be. A hundred percent. I mean, I bought you know. lollipops. I, I had right. stuff there. Um, I had a bin of stuff that we could use if we had to keep kids. Like, I mean, minimally, are we putting like bulletproof doors in classrooms? Like, I mean, what you know right, what like, I mean? What is that? And again, it's, like they're it's, making bulletproof Teslas. Right, Come on. Right, and it's like it's <laughs> it, it, even if what doesn't matter doing all of these safeguard things, right? If if parents and the, the the people at the school were failing this child so much. And again, there's a lot of personal responsibility on him. Like, mm-hmm. all it would take is one person to ask me. But, like, if you know enough, if, if you're feeling enough that one person asks you and, if and, and you know, um, like, I don't... Well, I mean, like, I think even giving him all the culpability, which I 100% put the culpability on him. 100%. It's like the duty for everyone else to Correct. have protected everyone Correct. else. Correct. Because as a parent, like, like, again, I'm not a parent, but you would think as a parent that... Um, you would you would definitely want not only your child to, to be because he's not safe now right he's mm-hmm. in jail for the rest of his mm-hmm. life but you would think that you would step in and say hey this is really shitty like I, like my my son's having these ideations and stuff I think he might hurt other kids like as a parent you have a duty to not only protect your kid but also like keep your kid from harming others mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I don't know I mean I think you know an important takeaway is 
like err on the side of caution and like employ yeah. help because the worst thing you can do by getting more help is right. a kid didn't need it and right. but still right. everyone's safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think that like many factors go into this and like to end on not like um Oh wait, I want to say one important thing. I oh, just yeah. thought of it. Um, I don't want people to think that just because someone's doing violent drawings means that they're like planning that on engaging really in violence because a lot of kids who experience trauma will right. make violent drawings. It's more of like an assessment of all the all factors the together and Correct. also the text that he Correct. wrote out. Right. Because I've had plenty of patients who draw very violent things yes. and it's not at all related to their desire to right. engage in violence. And I think that's important to say too because there's a lot of art therapy that we mm-hmm. would or narrative therapy therapy that we would do that we would engage with mm-hmm. having them draw that right mm-hmm. and you're right it is not just the drawing it's the intention of the drawing and it is everything surrounding that yeah. as well and it's again it's questions whole risk assessment right why are you drawing that oh because mm-hmm. you're dealing with some things that okay it's very different than why are you drawing that and them right. kind of shrugging or like it's like you're drawing that and you're googling people being shot and you're googling ammo yeah and there's a lot of other Baby. things that yeah, like, kids with trauma that are making violent drawings are not looking right. at those things. No, I'm colorblind and I can see the fucking red flags in this. Like, again, like, like you have to be just like willfully oblivious and wanting to just completely put your head in the sand to not sit there and be like, huh, all of these things have taken place. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I mean, I don't know who failed this counselor, if it was his training, the school, whatever. Right. But, like, I really hope that we're doing everything we can to train counselors. Because if their programs didn't train them, then we need to. Right. And I think that's why, like, again, we were saying, like, you know, I don't know what his training was. I don't know what the – I don't know any of that. But at, at the bare minimum, like, everyone should be trained in risk assessment, especially for children. If mm-hmm. you're working with children, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we should all know this. I think that, um, like, I mean, that's one of the first things that I advocate. Like, I'm not, you know, ending it, the podcast and just like doom and gloom and like things we can do. I think number one is like when we're recognizing and looking at um, what we're putting in schools and this push of like um, parental rights and no social emotional attention at all in school. Know that, like, if there's things your child is uncomfortable talking to you about or whatever, that there can be partnering with with the system, the school system specifically, uh, and and bringing you into it to help facilitate conversation. But to completely disregard any kind of social emotional learning at the school is going to keep really shitty stuff like this happening. Because if you're going to advocate, we don't want this at school, then you got to do the work at home. Mm-hmm. So I think training teachers and training your counselors, training your admin, training your cafeteria workers training your your janitorial staff mm-hmm. everyone that's that could come mm-hmm. in contact with the kid on risk assessment and what you should mm-hmm. what you should do i mean paired with here's what to do if there's an active shooter 100%. here's how to assess exactly. for the risk of a shooter uh, that's it yeah because like great that we know what to do now that it's mm-hmm. happening but how do we how do we stop it from happening by being able right. to see what those risk right. factors are? Or even are. empowering teachers. Like, if that teacher was super concerned and the school was doing nothing, yeah. like, sh- she should call 911. Well, and here's the and thing. And be empowered to do so. Right. And he, and, and I – because I, I was talking to someone when I moved here, and I'm not going to say names or school systems, but when I moved to this area from Indiana, I was talking to a teacher, and they were saying there was very concerning behavior with the student and, and the, the family life at home. It wasn't, um, like, school-related. And that they reported to their admin, um, so their admin could make the phone call. And I was like, the phone call to who? They said CPS. Said you, or CYS here. You are the one who heard it. And they're yeah, I was like, you have the duty to report. Oh no, no, mm-hmm. we were always told to go to the principal. Nope. No, if you are a mandated reporter, you hear firsthand, right, that this happened, or you hear secondhand from a teacher who said, oh yeah, but I'm not gonna make mm-hmm. the phone call. You are mandated to call it. And I will always say before you even reported before to a you report to anyone. So it, it is so important that if you just feel strange about it, right? If you mm-hmm. feel like icky, it's not sitting well with you, you're, you, you know, again, you're not the one who has to investigate mm-hmm. it. Someone else will. But you sending that, you don't know who else has called CPS if they have a file on that kid. And your little tip of them looking up ammunition at home is what they say. Yep. Now we're going to now we're going to go talk because mm-hmm. that's 
you know, the 10th report we've had of same thing. And I think organizations have these illegal policies, whether spoken or written, that you notify a supervisor before you call. And that is illegal. I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, I don't know of any state. I'm so glad you said that. I don't know of any state that says you talk to a supervisor before you call and they'll tell you to call. It, It, baby... The supervisor, not the one that that's that's going to get you know their right. you know licensure taken away. Right. Um, it's you. You're the one who heard mm-hmm. it. I am one billion percent certain that the procedure is you have any even right. suspicion right. of abuse or neglect. Yep. You make the report. If your organization requires you to fill out a form after that, absolutely. And absolutely. there's a misconception that you need to. Tell the parent before you do it. Mm-hmm. No, Mm-mm. you don't nope. even have to tell them after, but you can. No, I will. I what I would normally do, depending on the situation. There was one time I did not inform the parent after. Um, sometimes I would say I made this call. I want you to know as me because of this. And I, I like if I would just I'd be honest. I'd be like I don't think this is happening, but mm-hmm. I have to. And the, I I was able to deescalate so many issues when I was able to have a conversation with them on mm-hmm. why there was one case where I was like I really in my bones feel like something's wrong at home and I don't want to aggravate the situation I made the report nothing happened something you know parent got pulled over with narcotics and went to prison um and which is what I was calling about so I think that again I didn't know I don't know it's yeah. It's not even just about home safety. It's not just about abuse. It's not about neglect. It's about the safety of the child. The child's telling you they're depressed. If, if you know, if, if if parents encourage your children who, if their friends are reaching out and saying, mom, Bobby just told me he's really depressed and he told his parents and they laughed at him. Like, get involved, you know, do what you can. I hate the cliche, it takes a village. But like, when you know historically that a child is not being cared for, that has been a past of, you know, a history of neglect. Like, there's so many people... I, I want to say failed Ethan, and they did. They failed Ethan. And mm-hmm. uh, th- again, 15, su- super young, brain not developed, but still he made a lot of choices that he mm-hmm. was was not, you know, the plea of insanity. And at he least made we them. know there were glimpses yes. of not wanting to right, do it. Right, right. But you failed these four ki- these four students oh, who, who passed away. and thousand percent. Seven that were, the, you 1, know, the, the six percent. students and one teacher that was injured and this entire community now that's traumatized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like y- your decision not to speak up, your decision not to mandate that the child mm-hmm. go get services, your decision The superintendent's to, decision yeah. not to implement the policies of the school district. Yep. All of those are a contribution to to, to this. And mm-hmm. I, I really hope, if anything, um, people read articles when they pop up about this, because I think a lot of it's just like, they have no idea she bought, mom and dad purchased the gun, that there was a history of mental health. I'm hoping that if you know a little bit more about the story, you can maybe sit there and say, "Does I want to actually know, does my student's school have a policy on this? I want to know. On risk what, assessment. Yeah, I want to yeah. know what the risk assessment is. If they don't, can we facilitate um, someone coming in? We are more than happy. Have your schools calls for a professional development day. For we'll sure. teach you about fucking risk assessments because everyone should know about them. Like Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a great idea for parents to inquire yeah. about their school's risk Ask, assessment policy. Call the school say, hey, I want to know what the risk assessment is if a child is showing sim- signs, signs and of symptoms wanting to hurt of themselves yeah, or others. Yeah, like and then and if the school doesn't have it, baby, you be- you better ask because if they have an right. Alice and program, go back they have to the active- district and mm-hmm. see if it, there's a policy mm-hmm. there. Yep. You know, yep. you can contact the superintendent right. Right. even. And if they say, I say, when was it implemented last? When was the training last? Because we learn about a lot of stupid fucking policies at the beginning of the year of like, uh-huh. make sure that your lesson plans are turned down here. Mm-hmm. The first thing you should be doing every school year, re-upping that with like CPR. Mm-hmm. Every year do CPR, every year do risk assessment. How do mm-hmm. you figure that out? Because you could be quite literally saving children's lives, teachers' lives, and a whole community from trauma. 100%. We got we 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 got to go on the road, baby. We do. Risk assessment one hundred and one. Seriously. Yeah. It's the most important part of our job. I truly think that it is. Yeah. Protecting life at the end of the day. That's like yeah. Always number one. A hundred percent. Mental health care. Yep. Like how do we? Because if you're not alive or someone else is not alive, we can't help your exactly. mental health. Exactly. Right. Or if you're in jail for the rest of your life, yeah. also. Right. There, right. There's that right. too, and. That's so bad. Um, let us know, like, if we'll, we'll try to go, we'll comb through comments. Stuff. Let us know if you have 
questions about this, like I said, I would encourage you, let us know if you know if your child's school has a risk assessment yeah. policy or, you know, um, I, I'd be very interested in, yeah. in, in knowing if, if, if parents know that. Or... Yeah, that would be awesome if people could write yeah. us and tell us yeah. what their school said and I'd we could that. like read them and talk yeah. about and it and ed- follow up. Educators, let us know. Educators, um, mm-hmm. you, I, you know, therapists, um, let us know that if you're working at, at a school, uh, if you know the, the school's policy Or if you have that. experiences with referring a kid. Yeah, you know, and what happened. I want to hear about that. I, yeah. I, I would love to hear how many of these are implemented because, mm-hmm. again, if not, maybe this is or maybe teachers are even this. supported in reporting yeah. suspicions. A hundred percent. Heavy episode. Oh my gosh, heavy. I want to. Ruby fell asleep during she it. She, she said, was, "I'm traumatized." This is too much for Ruby. She said, I, "There's only so much loving I can give." Yeah, she it's said, just... "Bye." She's. Ruby. Sister girlfriend is knocked out. Was she's that like, too much? She's like, oh, okay, I'm awake now. I would say, um, if you listen to the full episode, take it easy on yourself and mm-hmm. uh, go hug your dog. And um, it's not all, you know, doom and gloom. There's definitely some amazing things out there happening in, in schools and teachers and educators and parents and that are getting involved and get involved too. Yeah. 100%. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, clearly you're invested yeah and we love that yeah we love that for you and for us we do mm-hmm. we're gonna um do a fun one next yeah we're gonna do a funny slapstick just as as haha as you can imagine on psych meds or yeah 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 <laughs> we'll do I mean, funny psych meds psych, funny psych meds funny yeah. um you know all all the funnies all right. the funnies. We'll do something yeah. funny. Um, let us know if there's a specific mental health or pop culture subject you want us to to speak on. And we promise we will see you next week. <laughs> we will. Maybe twice. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>